1: to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now here's your host, Sharon Kleiner.
2: I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Power of Water. Why did I call the show Power of Water? Well, four and a half years ago, soon be five years ago, when I was asked if I wanted to have my own radio talk show, I said, I'm going to call it the Power of Water. On the planet Earth, we have fresh water that is so important to life and the sources of all life to live, but also the food we have and all that is here depends upon that fresh water. And today we have some very interesting guests, and I'm going to bring up why the water. Water on Earth is so important to how you live here. It's going to be the whole decision maker of life to passing away and the potential possibility that Earth won't be here and have the water any longer. It could end up like other pl- uh, planets, <clears throat> excuse me, that don't have water that maybe at one time they had water. I've always said that how you live on Earth is so important to your decisions because it's not going to live with you. You have to learn to live with Earth and water, food, your sleep, how you take care of your health, it's all exciting. It can become a new culture. We can become the new culture of life. But the power of water is the motto of how we live here because we know those 5,000 children are dying a day around the world because they don't have water. And their mothers, the women are getting up in parts of the world every morning at daybreak and in the dark and going off for a long distance to carry back a, a, a jug or container of water to survive. It's still going on. So we got to consider what we're going to do as, as a group with this show and get together and, and support uh, our guests who are all dedicated to a better life on this earth to be healthier. And we support the power of fresh water. I need to tell you that last week, our planet grew by a population of 1,481,350 people. Today, there are 6,964,550,514 people living on the planet. Now, are we going to learn it's almost a 7 billion, 1.3 are in China, 1.2 billion in India, Can we learn to live on this planet together and bring this together with the issues of water first and make water the biggest issue? Our show deals with water wars, the health crisis, and dehydration disease, and how can we be healthier? Today, we're going to have a special guest. I've been really excited. Dave Dahl, who is the founder of Dave's Killer Bread. Now, what a way to live to be healthier, I've had people all over the country tell me they've been learning more about Dave's Killer Bread from Oregon, and they literally, I think some of them are ordering it by um, UPS. You're going to learn more about a quality of bread and the concerns of one piece of bread, slice of bread can give you a daily quality of food for nutrition. Our second guest is Duane Cecil, Ph.D. Duane has been with NASA. Duane has been with U.S. Geological Survey, now he's heading the Western Region of Climate Services and, and research. They just had uh, the get-together for the Blue Planet Global Water Education Conference, spos- sponsored by Nestle. Uh, that is going to be exciting to hear from uh, Dwayne Cecil. What had happened? We've had Dwayne on here before, and we just did a press conference, a press release not long ago, with the blessing of Dwayne and everyone there, of what we needed to understand. The Earth has a water. The solar system is depending upon us to make sure we take care of our water because there is no doubt we are influencing the whole solar system and the health on our Earth. We're going to listen to our sponsor. Biologic Aqua Research is the sponsor of this show. And Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the only method for, in all, uh, from the moment you're born to replenish the dry eye every day is the water in the eye. You have a tear film, a clear tear film over the eye. And the middle layer of that clear tear film is the water layer, the aqueous layer. It must be replenished like a, 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 a quench of thirst, like you drink your water. I hope you drink 8 to 10 glasses of water a day fresh. But also your eyes need that humidity. Well, listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Just a mist for dry eye. And we'll be right back with day dawn <laughs>
0: Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you.
1: You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program.
2: Dave, are you with us? I'm here. Hi. Well, thank you for joining me again. Um, I enjoyed our show, and then I've been watching the developing success story here with your. Uh, breads, and uh, I've had scientists from all over the world on about nutrition, and they're finding out, Dave, that what you eat is also your life on this earth, how healthy you are, whether it be a cancer de- description to uh, rheumatoid arthritis, diabetics, dry eyes is the latest one, and eyes, if you can see well, it's because you're eating better and they're helping people uh, get better at their health living lifestyles because of their eating. And your breads are absolutely unbelievable, Dave. And before we get going on to the bread and your success, you started this how many years ago?
3: Dave's still bread uh, we started making in uh, August of 2005. I I actually, it took me uh, about three months to develop six six products to get started with, and uh, we took four of them to the farmer's market in Portland, and um, it just went crazy.
2: Yes, yeah. In fact, I need to tell you, uh, I had a doctor on here recently for a show for an hour, and he's booked out and many, and all of a sudden, he said we were talking about nutrition, everything was nutrition, and he said something about Dave's bread, and I said, Dave's killer bread. He said, oh, yes, every time I come to Oregon, I stock up with Dave's bread. <laughs> so during the Where? show, we brought up your bread about four times.
3: <laughs> Where are
2: you okay, located? Exactly. So- I'm in southern Oregon. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'm in southern Oregon, but my guests are from all over the world. Yeah, of course. And uh, But again, uh, I ran into your bread in- for And uh about that era. I-, I think I was about 2007 when I saw it. But, uh, now, um you started, you wanted a healthy bread. And, uh, you did, how did, why, what, how did you decide what would be a healthy bread? Because there were a lot of breads out there to compete with.
3: Well, um, there's other healthy breads out there. What I did is I pulled out all the stops, made out them. I, I, you know, I just made a Cadillac of breads. Where, uh, you know, I wasn't thinking about the cost of things that are going into it. The amount of the, of the seeds and the, you know, the intact grains rather than the, uh, flour. Things like that, that, you know, kind of dilute bread. This bread has no dilution, no, no dilution to it, you know. And, um well, you, you know, it up just Well, you
2: can of bread, Dave, and you can feel it.
3: Yeah, exactly. And the
2: first time I ever, uh, picked up one of them, because I'm very conscious of, uh, because my research has been dehydration disease for, uh, over 20 years. And I've been studying nutrition and of course water has been my, uh, main topic of, of research. But back to your bread and I'm coming along and getting ready to go someplace and, and I, we were going to the coast and I wanted to take some foods with us and I picked up this new bread and I go, huh. And I looked in the back of it and I thought, huh. So I thought, you know, I'll try it, and because uh, I like what I saw on the seeds, and, and it had a weight to it, and your your bread does have strength; it's got a weight.
3: Yeah, and, and it's, you know, if you look at it, you look at a cross section of it compared to any other bread, you'll find it's just much different. Um, you know, that's really what it is. It's just over the top. It, we don't make any uh, compromises, and you know, I think that's the difference.
2: Now, when you chose to do, let's have fun with the audience, your very first bread, what was in your first bread?
3: Um, I actually, you know, my family makes whole grain breads been making bread, whole grain bread since uh, the 60s. And that's what I did. I, was, I got out of prison, had an opportunity to go back and develop some products for the company. Uh, we ended up calling it Dave's killer bread instead of continuing with the same nature bake line. Kinda uh-huh. give it a boost. You know, give a, give it a marketing boost to, to let people know this is different stuff. Uh-huh. And uh my original intention was to make you know, just make more nature baked bread in the family tradition. Uh-huh. Uh but I also was gonna make something that was that was different, that was that had to be, you know, compete with everybody out there. Um, and I looked at what was out there, and I go, well, I see some good breads out here. There's certain things that I like about these breads, but I can make them better by basically just adding more of of the good stuff. And uh, so the blues bread, my first bread, and I, I named that one um, before I made it. So I designed it around, around that name, which was blues bread, because I'm a big blues music uh, player and fan. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it just had a good ring to it. So I I made it really full of, you know, cracked wheat, um, seeds, Mm -hmm. you know, flax seeds, ground flax, things like that that I knew were, Healthy ingredients, and I knew they also, you know, those those ingredients, the seeds and things, taste good too. And the more you put in, the more you can put in there, the better it is. Um, but it isn't. There's only a certain amount. There's only so many you can put in a, in a loaf of bread because uh, it gets too heavy. So that was the that was the ticket was to figure out how to make that work. <laughs> um, but then I, the name was the blue cornmeal that's on it. And when I took it out of the oven, it was a beautiful blue loaf of bread. So I felt that I had accomplished my goal. Uh
2: huh. Now, um, now, how many, uh, uh, how many, let's say, flavor of of breads do you have? What ta- val- let's say, how many values of different loaves of breads do you have?
3: Well, now we have fifteen varieties. Fifteen, and uh, and one more coming. Uh, Going to make some bag. We're making bagels, but we just haven't got them on the market yet.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, name some of them I noticed you got into gluten free
3: Uh, the the only gluten free that uh, we actually market gluten free bread but it's not made in our facility and it's not my design um, because we can't make gluten free bread in our facility Mm -hmm. it's just uh, the cross contamination uh,
2: are you overseeing how they make it
3: um, I'm I'm well in contact with the people and how they do it Um, it's not to me, to me, right now, there's no such thing as a, as a really healthy gluten-free bread. It's just impossible to do. So far, I would love to um, change that in the future, but I had at any time to devote to anything besides. It's kind of like you know, you have to do what you're good at and mm-hmm. and focus well, you're, on you're that. You're being consistent. You're keeping a focus. Yeah, and for most people, gluten is just fine. Uh and In fact, for I, I believe it's healthy for most people, but. Um,
2: well, there's a lot of people ex- uh, getting so many. Dave, in our, on this planet Earth, they're complaining about all of these uh, unhealthy uh, symptoms, and it's what many times is what they're eating. And people are finding out that they're needing gluten free. Uh, so uh, they're, yeah. that's why they there they can buy one of your loaves of bread and know they're buying your quality of bread and it's gluten free. But that's all they can eat because they found out they're allergic.
3: Right, exactly, and they don't have a choice.
2: If they don't
3: um, have a choice. They would be forced to And Dave that.
2: also grateful to have found it out because a lot of these symptoms are what you're eating. Uh, yeah. Doctors all over the world. I bring. I work with scientists from all you, these universities and doctors from different backgrounds from the world. And what you eat is so important to your everything about your life, your mental thinking, your uh, the, the cancer itself, the now we're finding out about the eyesight. If what you're eating is affecting your eyes. And, uh, that. so back to your wonderful bread though. Now well, what is some the, of the flavor, what are some of the different types of bread you have now in your line?
3: Well, um really quickly on the subject of people who have gluten sensitivities. Not the people that, uh, yeah, that can't eat gluten at all, but those that have to, uh, have alternatives. So I have a, a bread called it's spelt bread, that, um, since it's made with spelt, and there's no added gluten in it. It uh, works for a lot of people who are avoiding gluten, but not that's for some the someone. spelt
2: bread one. In fact, yeah. that. I, I buy that one a lot. Um, is that also the uh, spelt with, uh, with some sprouts in it? Is that also, say, sprouts in it?
3: This one is not a sprouted bread.
2: Okay. This is a flour
3: bread. Um, okay,
2: so it's, uh, but, it says spelt bread
3: i found a lot of people who can, uh, there's a lot of people who can eat that bread that have problems with gluten. Okay. Uh, and then uh, we do make a sprouted wheat bread that's yeah. sprouted wheat. And okay. I would not recommend that for people with gluten sensitivities, although some people say that it works for them. Um, mm-hmm. To me, it doesn't really make sense because there's a lot of gluten in it. Right. So uh, I would not recommend that. But, uh, most of my bread is like, it was the blues bread was the original. Then I made mm-hmm. a bread called killer bread. That I. That this
2: was the one before. I bought, the first one.
3: Yeah, well, this was first before one I this, bought. the nuts and grains was. It's actually called nuts and grains now, mm-hmm. but see, originally I had blues and I had killer bread, but that was before it was Dave's killer bread, uh-huh. and and then eventually all my breads became known as killer bread. So I just um, I just took, changed that one's that name to nuts and grains,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and that one's mm-hmm. still available now. It's the only bread I have that has, has nuts in it. And then, um, then the third one was Good Seed, Good Seed Bread, which I consider to mm-hmm. be my sort of my my masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love the name because the name is all about planting good seeds in mm-hmm. the community and everything mm-hmm. that you do. Instead mm-hmm. of like most of my life before was planting bad seeds, and I, I learned. We'll talk I learned
2: about so that at toward the end of the show. Um, um, I will. We'll get into that with the audience to hear about okay. what you're, how wonderful things you're doing. Now, I noticed on your, uh, on your breads, do you, on most of your breads, do you use fruit juices in place of sugar?
3: No, there's only one variety that uses fruit juice right now. And, um that's called power seed.
2: Yeah, I've got that in front of me. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's, that's one of my most popular breads. Mm-hmm. And it also has the highest in fiber of any of the breads that I make. It's got six grams of fiber, a lot of, six grams of protein, and lots of omega three from the flax.
2: An audience—that means per slice of bread,
3: <laughs> right? Correct.
2: Yeah, you go buy so, protein we... bars, and and what are you getting? Uh, and uh, one slice of Dave's bread, you get all that. <laughs>
3: yeah, um, it's a, a couple slices of that a day, and you're you're, you're doing all right.
2: Oh yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah. So, uh, uh, what are
2: some of the, and now, all the other one you have, Dave, that is such a fabulous, healthy bread, is your raisin bread. Whatever you did with your raisin bread, nothing compares to that raisin bread.
3: Thank you. That was a long time in development. It was one of the hardest breads to make because a seriously whole grain bread like that, uh, raisin bread, you know, Uh trying to put a lot of good stuff in it besides that is is Uh pretty tricky. Pretty tricky. It took me a long time to develop and it's still, Still one of the hardest breads to make in production. So, uh, you know, it's because it's just, uh, it's just, you know, really no compromises bread.
2: Well, D- so. Dave, that particular bread has not only this enormous food value, but you don't have to put anything on that piece of bread if you don't want to. If you want to put a piece of bread in a baggie and carry it to work with you to have it in the morning, uh, it tastes delicious without anything on it. You can just break it up in pieces and eat it as you wish. Yeah. absolutely, and then you came out with a cinnamon
3: bread yeah, it's called a sin dog and originally I originally called it a cinnamon dog and i I just made a cinnamon roll baguette is what I did yeah, and uh, the reason I did that was because I had some baguette pans, but I didn't have any other uh
2: uh-huh.
3: anything else to make it with, so uh because they're so messy, right um because mm-hmm. they're gooey. And so it was like the necessity was the mother of invention. I created this. What a this way log. to
2: eat a dessert! Have some ice cream in one of those. Just oh yeah, dessert. yeah.
3: It's uh, it's a good choice for for a dessert because it's all whole grain. It's uh, full of um, flax seeds, ground flax seeds, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, lots of seeds and things. So I mean, it's it's unusual. It's definitely uh, one of a kind.
2: One of a kind. And uh, one time I, I was, and you've got Costco
3: now. Yeah, Costco. Yes, was I was big, in Costco was one
2: time, and all of a sudden, and in fact, you, you'd laugh because I have everybody always looking for your breads, and um, I've been studying nutrition for a long time, Dave. When I first found out I was pregnant, first of all, Dave, I was never going to get married, and I fell madly in love with a Dutchman. My husband and I have been married for 48 years, but anyway, now, but I fell Good madly in love with this guy. But I'm never having children. No, no, no. I'm just going to get married. Well, then next thing I knew, I was pregnant. And I said, oh, my God, now i got to feed somebody I've never met. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And and Dave, when I married my husband, I didn't even know how to cook. I was 22 years old, but I thought if I didn't learn how to cook well, I'd be very careful on how I eat and I wouldn't gain weight.
4: But anyway, all of a
2: sudden I had to start uh, studying food. Uh, I felt like I was unbelievable. Ha- I was serious. I was having to study food at that time in my life. And so I've been studying food a long time and made it into a, a worldwide research project, not into the water only, but also to the nutrition of the earth. Um, one time cool. I was in Costco and I'm coming along and I'm studying. I always study everywhere I go, the foods. And mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden here you were. You had one of your Canvas tents up in the Costco, and your your st- group was demonstrating all your breads, and you could smell that cinnamon, and mm-hmm. people were going over toward that cinnamon <laughs> smell, and of course Costco is probably one of your better clients because they always have it in, out in front uh, of a, the aisle. It's always got an end cap on the
3: aisle. We're the number one bread in, in Northwest Costcos.
2: Oh wow.
3: Um, yeah, but it, we will soon have more varieties in uh, Costco. I think by the end of the year. One yeah, those- I
2: had a heck of a time finding your raisin. I, I've complained um, uh, to different stores. I said, "You don't keep running out of your raisin bread," and because I have to collect it as I go, and I'm not—I haven't been smart enough to start buying two loaves at a time yet, yeah. Steve. But now, some of the other brands that you—I uh, lo- mean, flavors and va- uh, food values. Uh, you have, what are some of the, you, how many do you have? Are there eight of them? How many are, are all breads?
3: together? Well, there's 15 varieties. 15 varieties. Uh, yeah, and one coming, one more coming, that's the bagels, the good seed bagels. Uh-huh. They'll be like no other bagel you've ever tried. Yeah. Um And then we have, but, uh you know, the, the most popular breads are um, from top down, 21 whole grains, Mm-hmm. Which is that's the number one seller around the northwest. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got five grams of fiber and it's got just an amazing flavor. And uh so it's it's become it's become the most popular bread. Then uh good seed, which mm-hmm. has four grams of fiber. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the seediest of my breads.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
3: number three is uh the power seed. Mm-hmm. which we just talked about, This it mm-hmm. has six grams of fiber and a bunch of other good stuff, in it, and that's the only fruit juice sweetened one.
2: But you make uh, fruit, that's the one. I need to tell you something um, for your team to know, your research team. Uh, when I had the a scientist from Tufts, Dr. Alan Taylor on from Tufts University back in Boston, and we were talking, he's a nutrition uh, a scientist worldwide. And I said, what do you think is the number one problem that our society has today in food that's causing all these unhealthy issues? He said, number one, sugar, Dave. Yeah. Too much sugar. Um, People, uh, you know, the moment you were born, you left that pocket of water from your mother and entered in a a life in that delivery room. And no two people dehydrate the same. So you don't know who's going to be allergic to what. And, uh, we'll get into this at the end of the show, but what, what are we allergic to? It's, the sh- we're finding that sh- uh, people have a diff- very difficult time dealing with sugar.
3: Excuse me. <clears throat> yeah, that's, um, that's good. That's a good point, And that's why I don't recommend those sin dogs, uh, uh in very high quantities.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, right. Cause they are sweet. Mm. Now, um, with your, before we're done today, we have a little bit of um, time left here but uh we now you had uh, you have 15 varieties you've got a new one coming out with bagels what is the w- number one seller of your all of your breads uh
3: number one is 21 whole grains
2: 21 whole grains mhm
3: mm-hmm.
2: and and what is the protein value of that one do you remember
3: that was about 6 grams in a slice six
2: grams of protein and, and lots of and
3: 5 uh, grams of fiber
2: so. yeah 5 grams oh yeah yeah yeah, if people could think about that just to take it to work in baggies. Yeah. Now, I need to tell you one that I started doing, and you probably had had people tell you, but I'm, it makes some of the best French toast you could ever imagine in your life.
3: Oh, right.
2: Yeah, yeah, French toast. And uh I also um, make French toast, and then I uh, melt uh, uh, margarine, and then I put some uh, lemongrass in there with some ginger and um, put melted... Uh, Butter uh, that over the top, and then a, a sugar-free or just some powdered sugar uh, over the top, and it's a delicacy. It is really, a, uh, and you, can you imagine the quality of your breakfast? Uh, so if you had uh, an egg, uh, one of uh, two, two of Dave's killer bread French toast, and then some fresh fruit, you've got it made for the rest of the day until the end of the day. If you if you didn't find time to eat until the end of the day, you've got a quality of breakfast.
3: That's a great way to start.
2: Yeah, it's a good way to start. Well, tell us about, tell our audience about your life. I've got a few minutes left. I want the audience to hear how, Dave, you got where you're at today because we all have our allergic reactions to stress and we all have our allergic reactions to what we're eating and we also have allergic reactions to uh, different medications and drugs and so on. But tell us about what happened to you.
3: Well, I was a mess as a kid. Um, I didn't really feel like I belonged anywhere and uh there's a long story that goes with that, but my dad long story short, my dad was a baker just like me. Um, and he was actually a very good innovative healthy baker. But uh I didn't like him. I, <laughs> I didn't like him. I didn't like the I didn't like making bread. I I just rejected the whole thing. I didn't like my family you name it. Um, and I was depressed and I, was, I became antisocial. Mm-hmm. And eventually drugs, uh, hard drugs, mostly uh, in particular methamphetamine, mm-hmm. led me to uh, going to prison four times. I did a total of 15 years mm-hmm. in prison mm-hmm. before I started. Well, actually, it, it during the last time that I was down, um, and I was doing seven and a half years, about half of that, about halfway through that, I had sort of an, epif- an, an epiphany that changed my life, um, I, I basically discovered humility and I discovered uh, what I could, with the power of humility and how um, I could, if, if I was humble enough, I could start learning and become whatever I wanted to be.
2: What magic and, words, Dave, what magic words with humbleness and humility. We all can, you know, I've always often thought, Dave, if a person gets in a car wreck and you're the one driving and everybody dies in the car but you, doesn't mean you maybe made such a mistake that maybe you did, who knows, at the way you were driving, and you're the only one that lived. Uh Humbleness and humility is living with your life and flowing and trying to take what something that has happened and improve and get better at something else and make things better for other people and that's what you did too wonderful I like the choice of words you just used there Uh, Yeah,
3: I I had the good fortune of having uh, the opportunity to study drafting computer drafting while I was in Mm -hmm. prison Uh after I discovered this and so it was a great it it was the drafting that taught me a lot of great lessons and I mean I just kept learning great lessons Mm -hmm. because of the humility and and eventually it led to Dave's till bread.
2: yeah well, uh, I'll tell you, and in, uh, you're staying on there. Now, I, I think you're doing a lot to in, let the world know that you uh, are supporting uh, Say No to Drugs. And yes. uh, that's on all, is that still on all of your breads? I haven't looked at
3: that lately. It, actually ju- it says Just Say No to Bread on Drugs. Okay. Now, um, of course, okay. I speak to groups all the time. I speak to the kids. I speak to lots of kids. I, I visited my own prison Last mm-hmm. week, a couple of weeks ago, um, my, old, my old prison where I changed, my life began to change. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I got to speak to a bunch of inmates there. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to several kids groups. And I, I mm-hmm. do that on a regular basis. And I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't do a lot of preaching. What I do is I try to give them inspiration, mm-hmm. uh, to see that, you know, what, what makes your life, how you can transform your life.
2: And, mm-hmm. um. Well, before we're uh, done, how did you get out of drugs? We've got about two minutes left. How well, did you kick that habit?
3: Well, for me, it was going to prison uh, this last time. And then, um, you know, things kind of dried up. I didn't really have drugs in there. Right. So um, I eventually discovered that I was happy without drugs because of the things that we talked about, um, the humility which led me to Mm-hmm. this realization that i could do whatever i want and i was so happy just living and uh mm-hmm. and and discovering things and mm-hmm. there was no need for dope anymore
2: right you wanted to know you wanted to feel your skin as you touched it and not yeah. yeah yeah well i, I want to thank you today and uh i want any everybody to go now you can go to www.daveskillerbread.com and it, it it is it's the world is becoming what we eat dave and all these different symptoms of people complaining, whether it be stress, uh, eyesight, cancer, diabetics, or whatever, they're finding that it's what you're eating. And a lot of the doctors are turning to vegan, but also to different directions of um, what you eat is who you are. Uh, getting fresh vegetables, drinking a lot of water, and I'm going to recommend Dave's bread because it is the quality of bread. Like he said, he's not taking shortcuts. Is giving you the quality of bread that you deserve. Well,
3: thank you, Sharon. Well, thank
2: you for coming on and Godspeed to you.
3: All right. You have a great one.
2: You have a and well, what is our motto? Being humble with humility, right? I like Absolutely. that. That's special mm-hmm. in you. You are special. Thank you, dear. Thank you.
3: Great, great talking to you.
2: Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Well, I hope you learned uh, from that story. Uh, the show. Learning more about somebody who's a successful entrepreneur, inventor of a bread. He didn't want to take shortcuts because what you eat is who you are. The quality and what you, everything you touch to eat, is so important to your whole attitude, and your outlook on life. Besides your symptoms, Dave has done so much to give back, and um, he ran into some obstacles called drugs uh, uh, and addiction. But he learned there was something more important in life with humbleness and humility to go forward and flow. And he's given that back. Besides, he's a very successful businessman now. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Biologic Aqua's Nature's Tears Eye missed. Nature's Tears is the only worldwide product. It's American. The only American product like it in the world. Only product like it in the world. That your eyes, to prove to your eyes the quality of giving your eyes that moisture starvation supplement the eyes must have water supplement not the eye drops, not anything else supplement of water tissue culture water nature's here's eye mist is that supplement with just a mist simple easy and can be used with any age at any time we'll listen to our sponsor nature's Tears eye mist and we're going to be back with duane Cecil.
0: all-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you.
1: The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at yahoo.com. That's Hour at yahoo.com. Now, back to the program.
2: Dwayne, are you with us?
1: I am. I'm here.
2: Well, how exciting uh, to have you on right after your big conference, uh, the Blue Planet Global Water Education Conference. Um, I want to tell you, I really, I was sorry I couldn't be there. Someday I will. I won't be running a company like I am every day. I'll be able to afford to hire somebody to do more of things I do. I would have loved to have been there, but tell us, what, what was the goal for having the conference to start with, and then what did you accomplish?
4: Are you there, Sharon? Hi, I'm still here. Okay, yeah. Uh, Project WET, I don't don't know how familiar you are with it or your, your listeners are with it, but it's water education for teachers, and it's mm-hmm. been in existence since 1984. It's a not-for-profit uh, group that, that works out of Bozeman, Montana, and they have now in, I think, 55 countries, they have uh, Project WET uh, representatives and, and funding and and ongoing collaborative projects in, in 55 countries around the world. And it really is water education for teachers, but they have four, four uh, core beliefs that everything's really aimed at, at children and, and students, and their four beliefs are water connects us all, and that, that certainly sounds familiar in this, on the Sharon Kleiner Hour. Uh, yeah, water... we
2: sure try to make that familiar, don't
4: we? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And it's it's one of their four core beliefs: water connects us all. The the other three are water for all water users, uh-huh. managing water sustainably, and personal responsibility for mm-hmm. water resources. And so it's it's really a, a global not-for-profit uh, organization that that mirrors what you what you do with. In your work
2: I was fascinated it's the teachers um, i didn 't know it was the teachers. I knew you were having a conference, and I knew there were a lot of people coming to this particular uh, project conference, but I had no idea it was um, thinking about the teachers. How many states were involved
4: um, actually there were there were teachers there from from countries all over the world from, from countries all over the world yeah countries all over the world it was It was an international <laughs> conference and mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that that uh my presentation was actually uh, uh, one of the keynote presentations during some concurrent sessions that they they held during the conference and I I thought I had 15 20 minutes which is which is normal for a conference and it's actually an hour wow and it turned into an hour and a half the teachers Oh you were, probably uh,
2: felt like you had died when it happened heaven. <laughs> oh,
4: no it was great the, the, oh, the teachers asked keep so going. many questions <laughs> It really—it was a lot of fun.
2: Or I would be that way. I mean, you, you get me on the subject, Dwayne.
4: Oh, I know. I know. He can't, can't, can't get us to shut up.
2: I know. I, I used to think I'm boring, but I don't care.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but anyway, yeah. th- several countries of the world came.
4: Oh yeah. And were, these
2: were teachers.
4: These were teachers, and and oh. um, and I think that, oh, that my. Project my <laughs> well they they have I think they have a great opportunity. One of the things that that I and and you've heard me say this before when I started my presentation which by the way my presentation was focused on in these times of shrinking budgets and economic trials on a global scale how do we systematically address training the next generation of applied scientists right. how do we get their attention how do we make it uh rewarding for them so that's what I focused on, and I, and I did it with an international perspective because I'm I'm, I'm involved in mm-hmm. uh, working with students in Mexico and, and Panama and and different parts of the world. And how do, how do you reward these students and and want make them want to come to applied sciences? Mm-hmm. So that's what my focus was, and and the teachers were just. It was interactive, and they were asking so many questions. And actually, there was, in my session, there was a, a an artist, a sculptor in the room. And by the end of the hour and a half, this guy was practically in tears talking about the need for really inspiring the students. And so it was a, it was a great meeting. One of the keynote speakers on the first morning was um, an astronaut, NASA astronaut, uh, Richard Arnold and was really inspiring on, on why he applied to be an astronaut, and he was a math and science teacher before he applied to become an astronaut. He's, he's one of the few astronauts that was also involved in the joint NASA-NOAA um, Aquarius project, which was living under the ocean in the only undersea laboratory. So he's, he's looked at the Earth from under the sea and looked at the Earth from mountain space, and, and he really talked about how important it is to all for all of us to focus on water
2: it's and, the primary the subject of life
4: and it really we is. can't
2: we cannot ever again uh, pretend like it's going to be there forever number one but it, they're also finding with our research on our side is that there is life in the water that could be understood to save lives uh, other than just the drinking and the agriculture and the planet, there's people walking around their water. They're walking water sponges, and there's, they've been unknown, not studying it enough. And right. you're, the astronauts, people like yourself, are learning that we need to learn more about what, what, is the, what is life in the water, what is happening. And once we discover that, we will save lives and that was one of the reasons I did it, Dave, here, uh, Duane, is I wanted, I knew that if we could learn about more life in the water, that we could save lives in this planet together. And Absolutely. if anything would bring people together on the planet, it could be the water, Duane.
4: Yep, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And I, I started my, my hour presentation off with, as you know, Sharon, I've worked for NASA, for the U.S. Geological Survey, and, and now for NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric mm-hmm. Administration, and Working in those diverse, um, they are the space agencies for the United States, and working with those different, different, diverse space agencies from research to to applying the research. You know, the the thing that that I've learned over 30 years of research is that yes, the climate's changing, uh, the atmosphere is warming up. I think the data is absolutely uh, ironclad that that the climate is changing. And that's very important that we understand that as best we can. But I started my hour out saying, you know, that, that isn't extremely important. Global warming is happening. The climate is changing. Uh, the debate's still on, on on what the drivers are. There's human drivers. There are natural drivers. And so we're still trying to figure that science out. But the most important things that we need to focus on, and it's none of these space agencies' mission or, or opinion. This is Dwayne Cecil's opinion is overpopulation and water. If we mm-hmm. focus on overpopulation and water, we will address energy needs. We will address pollution. We will address urban sprawl and invasive species. We will address those issues if we address overpopulation and water resources.
2: Now, at the beginning of the show, I announced this week's global growth. It uh, The world grew last week to date 1,481,350. The total population on our planet Earth is 6,964,550,514 people that are living on Earth.
4: Yep, yep. And we've talked before that I've seen many sets of calculations, but the one that that rings true is that living a Western lifestyle like we live in the United States or uh, people live in, in Europe, Living a Western lifestyle, the planet has resources that could sustain indefinitely half a billion people. Now we've got 7 billion people that all want to live a Western lifestyle, and by 2035 we're going to have 9 billion people that want to live a Western lifestyle. The planet can't sustain a Western lifestyle. We all have to start thinking about how we're we going to change our lifestyle and work together.
2: And you're, you're reminding me, I had Dr. Effie Chow on, PhD from China. And she was saying that in China, we were talking mainly China for the whole hour and what they're going through, Dwayne. That's 1.3 billion people. Right. Living in the country of China and the pollutions and all the challenges and the people. And she said about 100 million people are moving into the city a year and they're all wanting to be Western. Right. And you just said it. She said, why can't we teach them to be, want to enjoy some of the Eastern too? If we can take the West uh, Dwayne's uh, attitude, and get it a little more east, and then in China, with all the challenges they're having, get them to think about a little west, and not so, and not leave all the east. We need to combine that ecosystem of that east to west.
4: Right. Thinking, you're right. Yeah, yeah, we do. And, and you and I have talked before about the Native American yeah. philosophy and thinking about the environment and living in the environment. We need to combine all of that and. and really change our lifestyle and change our way of thinking.
2: And it's not going to be hard to do.
4: Well, it shouldn't be hard to do. I I would say it that way. It shouldn't be hard to do, but I think that there are some challenges to try to get people. Every time I talk to groups, you sort of get this feedback and and these questions that, okay, well, let the people in the town next to us change their lifestyle. I want to live my, my American lifestyle. I want to have my pickup truck, and I want to have... It, what it is that Americans strive and work hard for, really, really work hard for, and so it's it shouldn't be hard for us to change our attitudes and our and our lifestyle. But I think it it is a challenge in many places. Mm-hmm. One of the well, things
2: uh, with because of the health issues and the symptoms of the health are out of control, Dwayne. It uh, really is. People uh, with all the money in the world cannot save their own life with the horrible diseases that are happening. Well, and, I, I, uh, people in research like myself and all these universities in different directions, yourself and your group, uh, people, dedicated, committed. But there's gonna have to be, there's something I've always learned. In fact, our former guest said something about, uh, d- did you listen to our show at all before I we caught d-
4: I cut the tail end of it.
2: Dave's bread, Dave's killer bread. He's the mm-hmm. founder of that bread. Uh, I don't know, have you seen it on your shelf? I have not. It's out there, and uh, Costco carries it, unbelievable. And he came out of prison after many, many years of addiction, and he'd been in and out of prison, and he, his family were bakers, but he decided to come up with a bread that was no shortcuts. The quality of bread, no nuts, seeds, and the quality in that bread, you lift that bread and you feel the weight, healthy. Grams of protein, grams of of, of Uh, the grains and fibers, and I could go on and on. Um, He found two words to help him, and I truly believe in those two words, and I said it over and over way before today, humbleness and humility, Dwayne. We need to be humble on this planet, that we're a guest here living with the planet Earth, and the humility is can we learn to make it a better place to be healthy, not just to put it on your bumper sticker, I'm taking it all with me. Right. I'm not leaving nothing behind. And uh, that humbleness and humility of life can become a new culture, and that's what I wanted this show to be. It's a new culture of outlook of thinking. I started moving into my website and my pub, uh, press releases more and more to think that way. In fact, the press release I just did thinking about the water on Earth affecting the solar system, the universe. Mm-hmm. Is so important to that influence and that we need to be humble and hu- with humility of our own responsibility as people on this planet. But we've got each other to think about and we can't go extreme. We have to keep, get- we got to get back to that middle again.
4: <clears throat> well, That's I agree. Not so far I...
2: east, not so far west. Yep. Can we bring it together? And the culture of the earth can be so exciting of uh, getting up every day with staying in training not just for the Olympics of the sport, but we are in training to be a healthier society to make life healthier on Earth. And then would we ever decide that water was a primary focus? Yes, immediately going, I can't go without the water.
4: Immediately. Oh, I immediately yep. with that culture. Uh, one of the examples I use that that I think brings, for me anyway, it bring, brings humble into the conversation is, You just talked about China, and when I'll i give you an example. I talked to a group in Idaho Falls, Idaho, which is about 55,000 people. Uh, That's about the population of Idaho Falls. And so I I drew for them an analogy. I said, you know, think about mainland, the 48 states, the lower 48 of the United States, is about the same size geographically as mainland China. And our population is about 300 million. Their population is 1 billion million. Three hundred million, So about five times our population in the same area as the lower 48. So think about Idaho Falls all of a sudden having five times the number of people they have. Where are we going to get the water to support that? Oh, yeah. And that's what the Chinese are facing.
2: And, and let's just say number, uh, water to drink and sanitation.
4: Exactly. You know, they have something like 200 cities that are over a million people. Yes. And And the, and the The challenges they're facing, we are all going to have to face. We have to face that we just aren't going to have water resources to develop the way that that our politicians and decision makers would like to develop. So what's plan B? We don't even have a water policy in this country. We don't have a plan B. And the most developed nation on the face of the earth has no water policy, has no energy policy, has no climate policy, because our political leaders – so, you know, they represent their constituents. They feel like they're representing their constituents well. And we can't come to agreement. And we have to start developing policies and flexible policies. So as political and, and social times change, we can change our policies. But we don't even have a water policy in this country.
2: Well, you know, I could be wrong, Dwayne. When I started my company many, many years ago, I had my brother, Ron Cowan, was a graduate of Wharton with an MBA. And he said, number one, write a business plan. Don't yeah. ever do anything without a plan. And in a bit, in a plan, you're studying your hike, and it doesn't mean the hike will go that way. It just means you're understanding your hike, your path. They're not doing that.
4: Yep. Yeah, yeah we're not
2: studying the the hike and the path um, because if they were, they would be thinking, "Oh my gosh, every, anything is possible if you study and you put it on paper." Along the way, what you're going to learn, what's available, what isn't available, how long it would take, they're not studying. They're so caught up in the emotions of of all the, I'll, I'll use a word that maybe in, I thought about with the military training, It's when you're distracted, Dwayne, with things other than your focus, you can study. They are so distracted all over the world with all these tugs and pulls. They're no longer in the business of what's representing us. They're being—they're in in the business of being so distracted with defending themselves.
4: Yeah, it's—it's—it's a tough situation all over the world right now, and I—you know—we just—we don't have a plan B.
2: Yeah.
4: (laughs) They're
2: flooding down the whole planet.
4: Well, and Americans historically have been very good at when we get pushed into a corner or up against the wall, we, we react as a people nine mm-hmm. eleven is a perfect example. We react as a people we move together as a people mm-hmm. we We haven't in in my lifetime anyway been particularly good in planning for those kinds of things.
3: Mm-hmm. We're
4: really good at reacting and and there's so many people in the world now and shrinking natural resource base. Mm-hmm. We have to have plan B needs to be in place and we don't we can't
2: have go without the water. We can't go without water for agriculture because water makes everything grow healthy water. And the food that we we're learning more about how important the food is in your everyday diet. Yep. And um, that's going to coming about. And then we need we're learning that uh, everybody together needs to learn what can we do to uh, become a little east and a little west, but also in the middle for a long term planet, a long term plan that never goes away. And then when I wrote that article story about the planet Earth affecting the rest of the solar system. I, I, I was serious. It is a fact. As you should be. Yes.
4: Yeah, as you should be. It's so yeah. everything is connected. It's a, it's well, a we left. only
2: have a minute left, and the teachers of the world that came in, will talk about this again, uh, the teachers of the world that came in, what amazing things they must have learned to take back to their students.
4: Oh, and, it, and, it, and it's all focused on water. It really is all focused on water, and, and they they learn things from astronauts and, and actresses, and and down to solar panel companies that have developed uh, portable systems for purifying water. Which was, uh-huh. I thought, I found that extremely exciting. Uh uh-huh. energy and water; it's all connected. You know, the, it's all
2: connected, and uh, what can we? And if there's not; a, you can never learn enough.
4: Yeah, it was it was a great conference. Hopefully, you can can make the annual. Well, conference I will. In
2: fact, uh, if I keep working as hard as I am right now, I'll ha- I'll be able to do it in the future. Great. But I want to thank you for joining us again. I hope to have another show about more about what the teachers their f- feedback uh, of what Absolutely. you would learn about what they learned, and it would be a lot of fun to exp- express that to the world about what <clears throat> the teachers are going to be teaching in their classrooms.
4: And maybe we can get one of the Project Wet staff folks to be on with us. Oh,
2: when we, let's do, do that. we do that. Yep, do that. Okay. You have a nice day and Godspeed.
4: You too. Thank you. you. Bye bye. Bye.
2: Well, today you learned about, uh, nutrition and how to eat. You can take one of Dave Killer Breads home, uh, loaves and take a loaf with you and a baggie to work. Get a quality of bread there or a, a light a good sandwich that's healthy. Uh, Dave is dedicated to this cause and you probably heard that Dave has had issues of his own to solve with humbleness and humility about addiction. He kicked it, but he knows he has to work at that every day. He's told me that. Dwayne Cecil, Ph.D., he's the director of the Western Regional Climate Services. He is absolutely learning a lot about the power of water around the world. So listen to the show. Have your friends come to the show. Earth has a secret, as you've been learning on this show, Embrace your life every single moment and you will always be considerate and concerning to other people's lives if you are. But Earth is whispering, don't say goodbye because you will be knowing that you would like to leave something behind for all the generations and the eternity of this planet to be able to be a success. And only you can do it one at a time. It is that important. I want to thank you for listening, and I wish you Godspeed, and you be well.
1: Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at com.